Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to Homework the Show, our weekly guide to the inner workings of the Roy family. I am the guy singing Leonard Cohen by himself at karaoke, Zachary Shevich, and joining me, he just filmed an audition tape to be an ATN news anchor, it's Arturo Zurita. Hit a new heights, man. Give you a kiss from all the way wherever height we're at at this point in time. Um, succession, what is it, 402? Final season going in? 402, yes. Look, right off the bat, I thought this was a fun episode, and I feel like a lot of people are downplaying it. But I thought it was yeah. a, a really interesting uh, uh, a way to look at the dynamics of the news agency. The thing that everyone's fighting for the succession for... We actually mm-hmm. got to see the head honcho walk around, as they said, like Jaws, looking over all the other employees. And I actually found it to be pretty interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm always happy when they're able to, to get into another little pocket of the, uh, of the world. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's interesting because obviously that's sort of been the underlying factors that they, the Roy family owns this big media giant. And then also this season, there's the uh, added factor of the Pierce sale. And uh, it's going to be, it seems, especially because they keep teasing the upcoming presidential election, that the media and their role that this family plays in it is going to be a big focus of this season. So it's cool that they are honing in on it a bit. I understand, I think, why some people are maybe a little more uh, mixed on the episode. I don't think there's any bad episodes of Succession. But I do think, like, for the most part, this was, like, uh, like an okay episode. And then it had one of the great scenes in this show towards the latter half. Uh, and, and, like, really, if if you just need to, like, be kind of normal Succession to set up that kind of moment... It's okay because that's gonna be what ultimately resonates me. Uh, resonates with me are those like really um, bigger emotional moments, or the moments when we finally do get some movement on the Roys as a family. Uh, but we will talk about all of those moments as we get further into this week's uh, recap. Wanted to start it at the very beginning of the episode uh, where we have Kendall and Roman and Shiv all sitting around. Uh, discussing the P- they're watching PGN and discussing the programming for it. Uh, they have a recent ten billion dollar buy on their hands, and they're uh, going through the programming, calling, uh, describing it as Kendall does as massive stinky dog dookie. Kendall suggests a daily focus on Africa, and Roman wants to go quote full clockwork orange. Uh, <laughs> so they don't exactly have a lot of brilliant ideas for what they just spent, you know, literally 11 figures on acquiring. Uh, and despite their uh, working, uh, working on ideas, Shiv gets pulled away. She gets distracted by a phone call. Uh, Shiv is told that Tom has contacted every prominent divorce lawyer in New York City. 
Uh, it's a move Marriage right story. out of Logan's yeah. playbook, which Shiv knows. It, it might sound familiar to people who are watching the show because it's also similar to what happened around the hiring of Lisa Franks and Al Lathan's character. Mm. Or sorry, Lisa Arthur earlier on Succession. Remember how uh, Kendall and Logan were fighting over who would ultimately uh, get to have her as representation? Yeah, uh, so they were going to say succe- one of us did that to each other. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, they're all the YouTube lawyers. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, this is like a very familiar trick out of the uh, Roy family lawyer playbook and one that Shiv is not happy about. Uh, so now that she's mad, she decides to call up an old friend and rekindle their business relationship. She calls up Sandy, not not old Sandy, but new Sandy, Hope Davis Sandy. Uh, Sandy previously had offered Shiv an extra seat on the board if she assisted in their takeover of Waystar. But now that they're Mm -hmm. hitching a plan to throw a wrench in the sale to Gojo uh, that Logan has been so excited about. So Sandy is part of the whole like Sandy Stewie and Sandy team, as we've seen before. And they believe that Logan is selling Waystar for a criminally low price. They want to vote against the sale to potentially get a higher price, uh, bump Matson up to a bigger figure. However, they don't have the votes to do it alone. They know they need Shiv, Kendall, and Roman to help them in potentially blocking a sale of Waystar to Gojo. Okay. So, yeah. this is the lady so. who pretends like her dad is giving her ideas, but in reality, it's maybe kind of all her. And that's where Shiv starts exactly. getting some inspiration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So PG, PGN is what yes. the kids now have, right? Yes. And PGN mm-hmm. in this world is kind of like their MSNBC. It's the left-leaning major gotcha. cable news broadcast network. Whereas ATN, ATN. Yeah, yeah. ATN, which is owned by uh, Waystar is That's the, Fox uh, the more, like, Fox News right-leaning yeah. cable network out there. Was it, was it not Bombshell? What was the Bombshell? What was the movie that uh, yeah, broke that was down Fox all News. of the... Yeah, th- th- pretty much it's that. <laughs> and, and how he's dealing exactly. with all the reporters and such. So then, what is Gojo? Gojo, I, I don't know if it's necessarily got, like, a, a perfect corollary. Maybe it's, like a Twitter coming in and buying Fox news, something like that. It's something that is, it's more new media um, in the, in the coming in and acquiring it. But the, yeah, that's what Skarsgård has, right? Yes. That's Matson or Skarsgård or Alexander Skarsgård company. Yeah. Gotcha. Last one. What are wings? What creatures do, do those come from when ordering off the menu? Uh, Um, not not a shark, at least, for sure. Not a shark at all. Uh, we, <laughs> uh, on the other side of the story, Logan is at the office of ATN, a, a rare sighting. Uh, and it's rare enough and weird enough that Greg has to call up Tom to ditch his plans, cancel his afternoon, and come in. Uh, Logan is inspecting his new toy because the sale of... Uh, Waystar to Gojo is a sale of most of Waystar's empire, but it's not a sale of ATN. In fact, like if that sounds familiar at all, it's kind of like what happened recently 
with the sale of Fox to Disney minus the sale mm-hmm. of Fox News because okay. Robert Rupert Murdoch is still in charge of Fox News despite selling off the rest of the Fox Empire to Disney. So it- Logan in this in the world of succession is now solely going to be focused on ATN. He used to run a big conglomerate and now he's just focusing on his media empire. Does uh, real life Murdoch have Murdoch kids? Yeah. Uh, and one of Murdoch's kids is like a hip hop obsessed dude that inspires a lot of Kendall's character. Wait, like he's got his own, uh, what's his name? Nike. The head of Nike, like his kid. Yes. Uh, yes. Piper? Uh, Damn. <laughs> yeah, like I think he produced he produced a lot of albums. Here, let me pull up the. Uh... No way. Yeah. Here, check this out. So Kendall's gonna end up owning like James a Murdoch. <laughs> <laughs> James Murdoch was a hip hop mogul. Yeah. Exactly. So Kendall, Kendall's real life obsession with like hip hop culture wow. and seeming cool is not the most fictitious thing right. uh, on this most show def, by far. <laughs> yeah. Goofy. All right, then. So far, though, uh, anything Logan has said, though, has been right. Right? Yeah. I mean, Logan is, I mean, to borrow a parlance from the show, I've never seen Logan get fucked. And even if he lost out on his sale to Pierce, the the company that he really wanted to acquire, he still didn't pay $10 billion for it. So he's doing okay for himself, although he is a little bit worried about this potential sale. Uh, He knows that Matson is not a guy who seems to want to negotiate much. Uh, mm-hmm. And when Matson gets wor- wind of uh, the potential sale being blocked by Sandy Furness and oh shoot, falling through for all of it. And I'd argue if we hadn't seen him in the Northman, if we hadn't seen him in a bunch of the other stuff that he was in, then at that point, whoops, I, I think he's still probably the most menacing character on the show. I got Zach back over here. Uh, but because of all the stuff that he's been in so far, I think one call from this dude and you get the most menacing thing possible just because he's uh, getting played by a Skarsgård. I already put the other Skarsgård <laughs> earlier in our uh, monthly watch when it came to John Wick 4. Right. He's somehow the villain while also being the one who's who they're trying to victimize. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that call that Matson makes to Kendall and, and mm-hmm. whether or not you think that's more of a intimidation play or he's actually scared and vulnerable in that moment. Uh, well, one, I'd like to go back and, and, and uh, applaud Shiv for actually getting it right since it was like earlier on stated that that was something she knew was the way to, that mm-hmm. was like her proposition to go that way. Uh, her brothers didn't want to do it. Then obviously Kendall, where he always falls short, is the fact that Kendall takes like three episodes to realize what's going on. (laughs) And even in here, once he realizes it, he never opens up about the call, right? So whether, uh, what's his name, feels a certain way about it, like Kendall has information and he doesn't share it. He ends up siding with Shiv finally, which puts Roman kind of like at an edge. Uh, But when you go back to, uh, what'd you call him, Manson's character? Yeah. I I believe it. Uh, only because Logan later on comes out and says, don't do it. Uh, he He's he's going to pull all out. I've been here long enough and you kids are aggravating me where you're going to throw it all away, not realizing that that's not the way to go. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of on, on his side. I think if Logan already calls it, then he knows exactly what the play is going to be with someone like him. Yeah. 
I mean, the only people who have actually sat down and negotiated with Matson are Logan and Roman, who also mm-hmm. believes that pushing Matson on the price is the wrong move, it is going to result in Matson walking away from the deal. The kids mm-hmm. are just trying to get a little bit more money to start their empire with, but they don't seem to realize that could all go away. Or maybe they do. Maybe Kendall is just self-sabotaging. Maybe Shiv is just that bored that she wants to keep playing this game with her father. I I think the complexity and not like the the lack of clarity on that is one of the things that makes Succession so much fun to watch. Oh, I agree. And actually for the first time, they had a leg up on the dad. And that's what I thought was honestly leading to one of the best moments, uh, not just in this episode, I'd say in the series, where you finally have them not acting like little ducklings to him. But when he says, like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know if I could be here, my health, right? What well, begins the whole journey? They're like, nah, sit down. We're not going anywhere. Uh, to me, that was a huge shifting moment in what sadly is the last season but i thought it showcased mm-hmm. that the kids actually have one up on him not that they're smarter than him but he actually has to rely on them you know and for the first time uh he can't get them to budge yeah the logan roy of seasons one through three and the logan roy of pre-succession absolutely would not go into a karaoke bar if he didn't uh feel like he wanted to but this logan has got something <laughs> that he he can't get other than, uh, you know, meeting his kids somewhat halfway, giving them a rare apology or like a, you know, like the only apology we've heard from him. I mean, he says he doesn't want, he doesn't like saying he's sorry. Mm -mm, All a part of the ploy. When you need to lock down a deal, you do whatever you can to lock down the deal. That is the Logan way. (laughs) Yeah. Do you you feel like any apologies don't come in that late? (laughs) No. Do you feel like any of that? Was emotional no. honesty from him, or is it all manipulation? <laughs> Zero. None of it. There's no. Oh, oh! it just so happens to conveniently come at the point where he needs the kids for something. No, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. All of it is absolutely fake. And even if any of it was an inkling of something he was reaching to, wrong time, wrong place, and he didn't even really say what he was sorry for. Uh, if anybody needs to hear that, if it's been this long that your parental figure hasn't given you an apology, uh, it's definitely not truthful when he needs a favor from you. I kind of feel like even if Logan wanted to apologize for the way that he's treated his kids, he just lacks the emotional knowledge, the emotional fluency, care, the the vocabulary to, to potentially apologize. I think this kind of like half hearted business based apology is really like in a way, the only way he can apologize to his kids for being a bad dad. And that's like awful and heartbreaking in its own right. But I, but I do kind of think this is like the closest he knows how to do the closest he knows how to get to, to trying. It's business. Do it outside business it's all hours. Business. It's all business. <laughs> uh, Logan, I think, had one of the killer lines of the episode. Uh, in just calling them not serious people. Just an absolutely yeah, was, devastating thing to sure. be told by your father. Yes, sir. Uh, that, that, that was uh, a but he wasn't, sure. he wasn't the only one to get one over on the, the Roy trio. The eldest brother, Connor, I thought, kind of had the last laugh in their exchange a little bit. Okay. Um, I, I, 
I mean, I, I love that line there about the good thing about having a family that doesn't love you is you learn to live without it. The, the trio Fair. of okay, Kendall, Shiv, and Roman have spent so much time chasing something that they will absolutely never get from a person who is incapable of giving it to them. And Connor's out here just spending money on presidential elections, buying himself a wife. Like, it... He he got to try karaoke. I think Connor's stock is is the highest uh, up this episode of everybody on the cast. Connor is the kid in the car with the fake steering wheel, who lives in bliss <laughs> that he thinks he's running things. Yes, that's what I'll say yes. about Connor. If that's a win to y'all, <laughs> shout out to the Connors of the world. Then uh, Connor was pulled through the ringer being left. Uh, not even at the altar. Yeah. What was it like the rehearsal dinner? The rehearsal uh, dinner. Willa, yeah, which Willa just straight uh, up quits, walks out of it. Which another little wrinkle in this week's episode was the uh, trio of Kendall, Roy, sorry, Kendall, Roman, and Shiv are running late for this rehearsal dinner, and they're planning to use a helicopter to get there. A helicopter that is part of Waystar Royco, so their dad pulls it from them one last little manipulation before Damn. Uh, their Hate karaoke meeting. When your rich dad takes your helicopter away. <laughs> it's the worst. Um, what was Roman's line? Nice, uh, uh, shoot, nice Tom Ford's Buddha after uh, Kendall drops some uh, Buddhist quote on him. I love that. But I yeah, will say, uh, when, they finally, Will... when they finally meet, Go ahead. the best character, yet again, when it comes to the family, right? Like, actually caring for the family is Roman. Mm-hmm. Roman, back in, yeah. what was it, season two, was the only one who went to the, to the like, the trap house in a foreign country to go save his brother. He's the only one who was there to, even in this episode earlier on, when Shiv opens up about, like, how could you be texting dad? <laughs> he may, he's made to be the villain. I, I, a really quick throwaway line. I don't know, he's just obsessed with dick pics recently, if you gotta look through <laughs> my messages. But he, he sympathizes with her when he hears, oh, you just got mommed, in terms of the lawyer. And then here, yeah. they're all willing to leave their brother, who just got stood up, and is now going to get stood up by his siblings who showed up late. And yet again, he's still the Except only one who Roman. cares and says, yeah, let's just wait here. So Roman always gets that just uh, the best family member, honestly, out of the whole group. Yeah. And it, it does feel very, uh, like, of a youngest sibling to be the one trying to have True. everybody get along. But it's he's oh, also yeah. the guy that carries some of the biggest emotional burden. And, and we see... Uh, we, we see that in that talk they have later during the karaoke episode, this is the first time that they just flat out address that Logan uh, beat Roman when the, he was young, right? And uh, it's just kind yeah. of like one of those things that gets glossed over on this show, but he's uh-huh. probably got a lot of the like saddest backstory among them. And, and yet yeah. he's, he's the one who's trying hardest to keep the family cordial. That's exactly what I'm saying. So how can this be a bad episode when you had some of the biggest revelations and one of the biggest yeah. sequences dealing with the family, which is what you see in the opening title credits? If Absolutely. you're talking about the beginning half not being strong, I would argue, what do you mean? You have the disgusting brothers just <laughs> delegating <laughs> off of one another? Uh, before you even get to them, you uh, like we were saying earlier, you have Papa Roy... Uh, Papa Logan coming in and uh, just administering everything. But the way that he does it in making sure that he's not the one touching it, it's somebody else. And he's teaching other people who he's delegating to how to delegate forward. 
he just wraps it up in such a nice bow that it showcases why he's never gotten in trouble, especially with this new little project he's got on the works. <laughs> Yo, shout out to her. What a come up. If the, if the goal of the series is to get what you want, right? And what she wants mm-hmm. was, was to be an anchor. She sailed away then. Record Shout time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Carrie is auditioning, I guess, for a role as a ATN anchor and isn't exactly the most natural fit for television. This is maybe like some of the more broadest broad comedy that Succession has ever put on. They tend to not go so broad, but uh, it's very funny and it becomes this like point, uh, this like thing that gets passed around amongst ATN staff and the Roy family. We see uh, Kendall and Roman laughing at it in the beginning of the episode. There's a moment uh, at the beginning of a meeting between Jerry, Hugo, uh, (laughs) and Logan, when you can tell that they had just been watching it on Hugo's laptop and laughing at it before the meeting started. I'm glad you have an image here because I'm going to give you the one critique. Just because I'm having fun, I still got to give one critique here. That yeah. line that we heard in, like, the promo about the, he's like Jaws, if Jaws, like, going to everybody. We're getting to that <laughs> point where I do, look, all the lines are still funny, but they do feel like in and out gif reactions. There is mm. a sequence right here where he gets caught laughing at something, closes his computer immediately, at, and just perfectly while they're talking, Hugo disconnects the HDMI right out of it. <laughs> it's, it's beautifully blocked. But then yes. he gets put on the spot. To reconnect it to showcase whatever. My G, open the computer, exit out, and then connect the HDMI. <laughs> it was just like such an obvious thing to do that I, I don't know, know, it just bugged me so much. But uh, uh, yeah, they're all clowning on it. Gave us a great moment, though. Gave us a great moment, especially when it comes down to uh, uh, Tom letting, uh, what's his name, Greg, be the bearer of bad news. <laughs> yeah, Greg, who also, I think, does well for himself this episode, finally gets to pull somebody into a room and and fire them. Not really fire mm-hmm. them, but deliver the bad news, at least. And uh, it goes about as poorly as you can imagine Greg trying to fire someone goes. Uh, he was just getting yelled at blames... in the last one by her. <laughs> now the goal and in this to meeting. come in? She'll turn him into string cheese if she finds out that he's the focus Like group. Wanda, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Too many betrayal uh, cherries. <laughs> uh, Greg in particular, I think, was very, very funny this episode. I mean, this is some of the most uncomfortable I've gotten in watching his scenes throughout the season or throughout the I'm series. I'm glad they put rather. him to work. I'm glad they put him yeah. to work. I want to see him mopping up a lot of other issues. That's the best Greg right. that you could get. Uh, uh, did we hit on everything? I mean, I did want to mention, you know, getting circling back to Connor a little bit, you know, everybody has larger things at stake. It feels like, mm-hmm. but Connor's the one who actually gets to go home to his wife in his Does beautiful he? bed in his beautiful apartment. I mean, maybe sure. his wife, it, maybe his wife like spent an afternoon in the Brooklyn river or whatever was going on there, but she's, she's there for him when she came, he came home. I mean, getting in the train during traffic hour doesn't mean that you're not alone still just because it's loaded. I mean, he's still pretty alone. Uh, Well, next week is is the much-teased episode, Connor's Wedding. Uh, Really? We got to look at it in the... Yeah, we got to look at it on the next week on. Uh, It's also 
one, I think the one thing we knew was going to happen this season, there were some leaked images. Uh, it looks like it's going to be really extravagant. It also looks like it's going to be just a action packed episode full of drama. There's been some talk about a, like a 30 minute take of a scene that might be in this episode. I'm, I'm curious to mean? see what the, they'll end up doing. Okay. Uh, I also get a feeling that this might be like a really pivotal Roman episode. You know, we've had a season that kind of foregrounded Shiv. We've had a season that foregrounded Tom a little bit and resulted in Matthew McFadyen winning the supporting actor Emmy. Kendall and Logan feel like they're always in the foreground of the show. But I wonder if this season is going to rest a lot on Roman's shoulders. We've seen him do a lot through the first two episodes, kind of be the mediator of sorts. And the events like weddings are kind of Succession's big thing. Those are mm. always the key episodes. And if this one is going to center around Roman being caught between his father and his siblings, the way that we see Roman is being invited into ATN at the end of that episode, uh, going and visiting his dad at the apartment, I don't know, I'm, I'm very excited to see what we could potentially get on next week's episode. Is there anything you're anticipating, anything you're you're hoping will happen next week? Oh, just a lot more one-liners. I want to see more characters interact with each other. I want to see more Shiv and Tom scenes. And yeah, like you said, it's a, it's a wedding episode. That's not just big for Succession. That's huge for HBO. So I'm all in. Yeah. Should we talk about our uh, favorite quotes from the episode? I got I got five here that you can choose <laughs> from. Uh, my favorites, besides the homework, the show, <laughs> which was <laughs> hilarious right off the bat. Killer. Uh, it was more so scenes. When he gives his yeah. Wolf of Wall Street, they're going to send in the National Guard to come take me away. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, and yeah. then uh, my last two over here would be one. <laughs> uh, the wings line, I guess. I'm going to add that one as well. Wings. What creatures are those? Perhaps a mammal. Um, <laughs> I've never met anyone that doesn't sleep good. <laughs> that, that they trust. <laughs> if you sleep yeah. good, I don't trust you. Um, but yeah. I really like the, wor- the world likes it. What do you mean? The world likes it. it it's good. <laughs> I think that's Logan <laughs> when he's talking about his idea. And he's like, I think the world likes yeah. it. Yeah, the world likes it. It's great. That's my new one. It's so good. Um, I had, I mean, I, I loved everything about Logan visiting ATN, but Greg saying he's wearing sunglasses inside. He's like if Santa Claus were a hitman. That great. one was clean. Uh, that one was clean. Maybe not as as good as the it's like Jaws if everyone in Jaws worked for Jaws but nah, I'm gonna go for the Santa one the Santa one was funny <laughs> um, I really loved Romans what happens if I kill a Buddhist do I does it mean I get reincarnated as a Buddhist um, we already talked about I love you but you're not serious people and yeah the Connor line I mean I thought that one really hit the good thing about mm-hmm. having a family that doesn't love you is you learn to live without it yeah no that's a that's a top Connor line uh, yeah. Sadly, Connor's not a top character, but yeah, shout out Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your top character of the episode? Who won this episode for you? For this week, I mean, honestly, I'm going with a mix between Shiv. Not real, honestly, uh, Logan. It's Logan. It's the way that Logan was able to command everything and almost maneuver. It, it, I felt like we, for the first time, saw how he's able to manipulate everybody who's not his family. The whole show has always really focused on that. And has also focused on intimidation with everybody around him, yeah. the close ones. But to see how he orchestrates everybody in that room and talking about how he's going to stay there and is able to delegate a lot of stuff to um, 
Tom. And Tom realizing for the first time, oh, I can't be this close and not get dirty. I, I thought Logan looked really powerful in this episode. And yet ended it looking the weakest I've ever seen him. I love that. Mm. I love that. Absolutely. Uh, it was a great episode for Greg. It was a awesome episode to uh, just uh, dramatically speaking for Logan. I gotta give going, Connor a little love. I don't think he's gonna win a lot of con, episodes. Man? Damn. Yeah, I mean, come look, on, bro. You my, be focused on you giving him the sympathy runner up. <laughs> look, my man Connor saw fashion. karaoke in the movies and he always <sighs> wanted to try it, and now he's tried it, and that's a beautiful thing. And it, I'll he's give him one. getting ready I'll for his wedding. One. He's got one percent <laughs> in the polls. When he said, don't take me to the bougie bars that you go to, I want to go with real people, with the muscle, oh, whatever shoot. he described, normal people. You know, I meant to rewatch it and catch the heffy line and make that yeah. your intro. I'm so mad at myself that I nah, forgot. bro, that, that, was my, I, that was my favorite line from him. Just the way he degraded <laughs> and wanted to be with the normal just folk. Uh, that, was the, that was the best part from him. Uh... Yeah, you know what? This is a really good episode of Succession. I'm not going to be a I told you. It. it was decent. Uh, it was good. Every, every, look, it's all classics. It's it's a classic every week on Succession. There's a cheat code. Uh, if the, uh, you know it's a good episode when the, the, the piano theme plays. You hear that? <laughs> You're in for a ride. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Uh, next week, we also get the return of Barry. I don't know how I'm going to handle Succession and Barry back to back, let alone the fact that both of these shows are ending one week after the other. And then I think HBO ends too, because they're thinking of right. dropping the HBO name. <laughs> it really is uh, the end so, of HBO, but we're here to enjoy it. Well, alas. Yeah, we will be back every week breaking down more Waystar Royco shenanigans mm -hmm. here on the Intercut Podcast channel. Uh, that's all for this edition. You can catch more from me, Zach Shevich, by following me on Twitter, Instagram, or Letterboxd, at Zshevich. That's Z-S-H-E-V is in Valter, I-C-H. And check out my YouTube or TikTok channels, at Multipuck Show. Art, where can people find more from you? You can find me over at Let Me Explain on Twitter, on Letterboxd, on YouTube, or every week here on the Intercut Podcast. You can listen to every episode of the Intercut Podcast on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcatcher is. I like Overcast. I saw a lot of people are now listening to us on something called Podcast Addict. Hadn't heard of that before, but cool. Let me know if it's good. Uh, and then really? make sure you subscribe not just to the audio podcast, but to the video feed as well on YouTube.com slash IntercutPod, where you can catch our bright, smiling faces as we break down the latest in entertainment. Find new episodes of our weekend must-watch streaming on YouTube every every Monday and please leave us a comment, like the video, consider heading over to iTunes to give us that much requested five star review. You can do that on Spotify now too. shout out to our listeners in Poland for putting us on the TV and film podcast charts out there. Like our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter support our Patreon. Why don't you? All of them are available to find at intercut pod to get updates throughout the week from art, from me, from all the guests that we feature here on intercut. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, if this focus group isn't real, I'm going to take you apart like string cheese. <laughs>